you how to reignite the embers of a distant and lonely relationship into a blazing, emotionally intimate connection. I'm your host, Amber Dawson. I'm a psychologist, author, and speaker. A few of my favorite things are my husband, grapes, and my adorable little dog, Riggs. Now let's learn how to create a soul crush in love that lasts. Hit subscribe in your podcast app so that simply by listening, you can rekindle your relationship by pouring a little gas on your relationship ember. This podcast is for informational purposes and should not be misconstrued for specific relationship advice. For advice for your specific relationship, seek a local couples therapist for relationship counseling for couples therapy. Stop giving your power away. How putting everyone's needs ahead of your own could be sabotaging your relationship and your mental health. Break free from feeling overwhelmed, feel supported in your relationship and balance the power between you and your partner, which ultimately means you get some power or some control back. So to answer how to stop giving your power away, I want you to think about why most people get into a relationship. To feel loved, to feel supported, to have someone to snuggle and have sex with, to have a companion, to have a cheerleader to pick us up. I was looking at my husband the other night in bed. He was asleep and looking adorable, and I was reflecting on how I felt when I was single. I craved connection. I was bitterly lonely, and I wanted someone to support me and be my cheerleader. In my teens, my brother struggled with addiction. I felt like in school, my accomplishments weren't noticed. My accomplishments in soccer or volleyball or even making the national team for Taekwondo was overshadowed by my brother's addiction. My parents were preoccupied with keeping him safe and alive. Of course they were. That makes perfect sense. Heck, I was preoccupied with keeping him safe and alive. The thing about addiction is it leaves you powerless because no matter what you do, the addiction seems to keep picking up steam as you are running out of it. Due to the addiction in my family system, I didn't learn appropriate uses of power. I either gave all of my power away, or I tried to control the situations. When I talk about unhelpful ways of giving my power away or being overly controlling, here is what I mean. Here are some examples. So I felt like I was constantly walking on a minefield, preparing for the next outburst. I had to maneuver my life around reactions to my environment and basing my actions so that I didn't set off alarms in my brother or my family to set off another explosion. I gave my power away by, you know, trying to not have me needs. I started putting my needs, my dreams, my beliefs on hold. At times, you know, I didn't even bother to anticipate having a dream because I just began to believe they wouldn't be met. Another way I gave my power away is it was like I was wearing a bright red button that said trigger on the outside and people could just walk by and push it and they would get a big emotional reaction out of me. Because I felt like I had so little power, so little control at times I would grasp and cling to any amount of control I could get. I would take power from others by giving harsh ultimatums. Like, I remember much in my teens and 20s, I would say things to my boyfriends like, if you don't see me this weekend, it's over, or intentionally upset others or say hurtful things to spark a reaction. For me, this was seeing if they actually cared about me, and often I would behave pretty aggressively. I was so used to not being seen, not being heard, that I thought in order to be seen seen or heard, I had to act out. The catch was, my acting out did get me seen and heard, 
uh, but it pushed away the people I loved the most. It made them feel like they were walking on eggshells. They were in a minefield trying to avoid the next explosion. It made them feel like they had to give up their power to be around me. So as you can imagine, my friendships, my intimate partnerships, my work life suffered. I had to think about appropriate uses of power in my relationships. That was actually part of my healing. I had to stop and think about what I needed so my mental health could be okay. So I could set appropriate boundaries so I could behave assertively and not aggressively and ask for my needs to be met. To do this, I had to get really honest with myself and others about how I was feeling. I came to realize that through the fault of no one, rather through the family disease of addiction, that taught me to try to not have needs, or if I had needs, they wouldn't be met. One of the first things I had to do in my healing to get back my personal power was accept that I in fact had needs. They were valid and there were legitimate ways to get those needs met. One of the things I hear in therapy a lot is people who are overwhelmed say they expect their partner to fix their overwhelm. Or both partners are overwhelmed and they don't do anything to solve it. They're just plagued by their endless to-do list. I get that. I feel like my to-do list grows every single day. I think most of us are plagued by the endless to-do list. Sometimes to fix the overwhelm, we just have to let go of the list and let things not be done. Sometimes we need to sit down and assign duties to other members in our family. Sometimes we need to hire help. And sometimes we need to grit our teeth and bear it until the next break. Now, within all of these possible solutions, there are options to solve our overwhelm and get our power back. An important step in getting your power back is coming to believe that you don't need to do it all or control it all for things to be okay. When it comes to getting the support we need, it's important to get very clear on what we expect and need. It's important to avoid making people guess. When we make people guess, we set them up to get it wrong. I remember thinking, if they don't know what I need, then they don't love me. And I've heard many of my clients replicate the same sentiment. They say things like, if I tell my partner to do it, it doesn't count. Or if I tell them what I need, it cheapens it. Now, what if? Instead, we consider asking for our needs to be met in a legitimate way and then actually having our partner meet our needs an act of love. Because here's the thing. When we tell people what we need, they're more likely to do it. And the more our needs are met, the less overwhelmed we are. And the less overwhelmed we are, the more choices we have about where and how to give our power away. So imagine, I'm feeling energized, well-rested, not burnt out because I've managed my power. If I want to be altruistic and just help someone for the sake of helping them, then I don't feel resentful or exhausted because I actually have the bandwidth to help another person. If a friend calls in crisis and I want to get on the phone and support them, I can because I have emotional bandwidth. And if sharing who I am as a person actually feels good in the context of a mutual give and take relationship, I can give some power away because I have some to give. So the first step from breaking free from overwhelm and getting your power back is to pause. Consider what are your needs right now? What are your frustrations getting in the way of your needs being met right now? Just observe what is getting in the way of you feeling supported or okay. Then think about the many, many, many different options to get your needs met. 
And if you need some support from others, think about helpful ways to ask for support rather than demanding or commanding people to do your wishes. Because when we're mean, contemptuous, critical, demanding, or behaving aggressively, we push the people we love the most away. We take their personal power. Being in a relationship means balancing power between both people. Yes, sometimes someone will have more power than another, and that's normal. It's important to think about in a relationship, how do you want to think? How do you want to feel? How do you want to behave and to show up in ways that allow for you and your partner to both have power? So for example, if in the past I wanted my partner to come home at a certain time, I would give my power away by just pretending to be okay with whatever time they came home, even if I wasn't okay on the inside. So let's imagine I wanted my partner to be home at 10, but I didn't tell them. Then my partner would come home much later than my 10 o'clock internal curfew, and I'd be giving my power away because from 10 till whenever they came home, I would count down every single minute. Then I would probably try to take my power back after a certain period of time by sending endless text messages, calling, giving ultimatums, or just being plain mean when he got home. These little things I would do would push us apart. They've probably destroyed past relationships. Today, taking my power back means being assertive, kind, asking for what I want, allowing my partner to share his view, and also disagree. Disagree. Interesting, right? So let's imagine. My partner tells me he's going out on Friday, but I have to be up early on Saturday. So I could say, babe, I have a meeting at seven o'clock in the morning on Saturday. If you're out late, I won't be able to sleep. Can you please come home early so I can get to bed? That's assertively asking for what I need. So he could say yes, or he could say no. He gets to have power too. Then there are many possible negotiations here. So he could say yes to coming home at the exact time I want. He could bargain to come home an hour later, or he could set his boundary and say, no, I am not coming home. Instead, let's have a phone call or a FaceTime. It's our joint responsibility to own our power and communicate respectfully to each other, even if we disagree on how the needs could be met. When neither of us swing from giving away all of our power, trying to take all of our power, we work together, compromise, then we both have power. We can both feel good and we can both be happier. So balancing power is not a quick fix or a magic solution. To get started in doing this, notice in your life what is getting in the way of you feeling supported or okay. What is burning you out? What is leading to overwhelm? What are your energy drains? List them out. Then for each drain, for each unmet need, consider many, many, many different options of getting your needs met. Look at the pros and the cons of different solutions. Find ways to actually meet your needs. It's going to help you get your power back. And if you want support from others, think about helpful ways to ask for support rather than demanding or commanding or making people guess what you need. Thank you for tuning in to Relationship Psych, the podcast put on by Ember Relationship Psychology. If you're looking for more free relationship help or advice that comes straight from the couple's therapy room, check out the free resources and the blog at www.emberrelationshippsychology.com.